Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, welcome to our 100th episode. I am really excited about this, and I have a very special guest with me today. You may recognize his voice from the introduction. I have my husband, Dave, with me, and I often refer to him as the man behind the curtain. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to give you fair warning. Before Dave and I started, we were just laughing. And one of those where anything and everything is funny. And then I went to go pray for this and I started crying, (laughs) (laughs) thinking about just how amazing God is and what he has done through this ministry and this podcast. So we may run the whole gamut of emotions. Just run it with us, okay? (laughs) You can be free to cry (laughs) with us and laugh with us, whatever. We'll see how this goes. And we're coming to you from Lake Conroe, Texas in a campground. So plenty of sounds outside and Right. Whatever we hear, you get to hear. And our new kitty is bouncing all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, she's being a little bit crazy right now. We just got a kitty cat. So that's a story within itself that we won't go into today. (laughs) So let's go ahead and get started. I wanted to use this 100th episode to share about GPS Hope and how we started and the Hope Mobile and just kind of touch a base with everyone because uh, as a listener to this podcast, you may not know the story behind Grieving Parents Sharing Hope, GPS Hope. So I'm not going to share our daughter's story. Becca, our daughter, was 29 when she passed on October 12, 2011, and she did have cancer when she was three, and that's what started cause of her death. And if you want to read more about that, you can go to our website, and there's a tab about us, and there's a specific tab about Becca's story. So I'm not going to share about that specifically, but I do want to go back to that beginning when Becca died. And it took, well, it took both of us to a very dark place, just like it does any parent. And me in particular, I was pretty shocked at how dark of a place it took me to. It really was quite amazing how to see how, how devastated you were. I mean, you were a international children's minister and you had a walk with the Lord probably stronger than anybody I knew and to see that's just how dark losing a child is that no matter where you're at your walk is with the Lord it it is devastating Mm -hmm. I mean I just wanted to be done here I begged God to take me like a lot of you send me emails and share the same thoughts that you have I wasn't suicidal I just didn't want to be here anymore but we still had four other children Mm -hmm. And Becca, our daughter, had a nine-year-old daughter. She had just turned nine. We had another granddaughter. And I know it doesn't make sense in our heads, but we just don't want to be here anymore. We can't imagine living with that kind of pain. We can't imagine living without our child. And for me personally, I know a lot of parents, their faith is just shattered. And we have been through enough things that it didn't shatter my faith so much as it just... I just didn't want to be here anymore, (laughs) and I didn't know how I was going to get out of the darkness and be able to live life again. I just couldn't imagine that happening, and through that process, I started having other moms contact me 
after they lost their child. And I don't even know really how that started because I didn't know anyone who'd lost a child when Becca died. We didn't have a support group to join or anything like that. And so for people to start contacting me saying, I lost my child, what do I do? And it was like, I don't know. I I don't know what to do. I'm trying to figure (laughs) this out myself. So let's just walk this out together. And that's really how things started for us was just walking with other parents who came along on, were thrown on the same road. So at church then we had uh, small home groups, life groups, whatever, you know, people call them. And there was a thought that maybe we should start a small group in our home for other parents who had lost a child because there were a few other couples. Uh, it's a large three-campus church on the larger side. Mm-hmm. And so we said, okay, yeah, we would start a group in our home, and we had to have a name for it. And as I prayed about it, God, it wasn't my thoughts. I mean, I couldn't have come up with something, but Grieving Parents Sharing Hope, oh. GPS Hope. And that was just the name of our little group in our home that we had for a few weeks, and we just thought that was going to be it. But it wasn't, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) God had something else in store. Yeah. And I I think, if I remember correctly, the next thing that happened was becoming an author. I woke up in the middle Mm -hmm. of the night with a book title and a bunch of ideas for chapters. And so I got up and wrote down what had come to my head and went back to bed. And I started writing. And writing. (laughs) yeah in writing and which was not an easy thing to do because you had to go through your journal yeah to go through that book and you basically were reliving a lot of that emotional yeah the very first line of the book I wrote it was something along the lines of three years ago today I buried my daughter so Mm -hmm. I was only three years into it when I started this book which is really fresh and and it was hard because I would write a little and then I'd have to quit because it would take me right back to all the pain and the hurt and everything mm-hmm. that had happened. But I ended up with a contract from a publisher, a New York publisher. It literally fell in my lap. I was We were going to figure out how to learn everything we could about self-publishing. Yep. And then we just happened to meet this guy when we were at a conference in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he heard you were writing something and was interested in it, wanted you to send that information to him, what you had written so far. Mm-hmm. And I know less than 3% of submissions to publishers ever get turned into a book or get an offer made. And uh, so, yeah, that was definitely God doing that and opening that up. And that was pretty special. Yeah. And that put me on a deadline with a contract, <laughs> which made it even harder. Yep. And I kind of paid a price for that because I I, I didn't know about negotiations <laughs> with a yeah. contract or anything. So And a couple other books were coming I, out of you at the same time. <laughs> yes. I ended up writing three books at the same time. Two books came out that were self-published before this one came out from the publisher. And within, I think it was 13 months, I wrote five books. It was just... I don't know how I did it except for the grace of God. It just, once I started, things just Mm -hmm. started pouring out of me. I started being like a workshop speaker at national support groups. We started traveling, and uh, we realized that this was a lot bigger than what we thought it was going to be, than our our little group group group. in our living room. So we were coming back from North Dakota and realized something. 
And that was from a what, youth pastors, kind of a children's ministers conference. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I was asked to come and share about. And you did share about Come Grieve Through Our Eyes, mm-hmm. one, one of your books, and I uh, did a presentation there. But yeah, the thought occurred to us that to do these type of speaking engagements or anything, any conferences, that type type of thing, that maybe we'd want to look into getting a an RV that we could take a week or two at a time to uh, travel instead of flying or hotels Driving and hotels, all that. restaurants, yeah. So, and we knew that it needed to be like a home away from home. It it needed to be something where we didn't feel like we were just camping <laughs> because grief is a very hard thing, as you guys know. And mm-hmm. then to have a ministry, I mean, we're still continually grieving Becca's death and then, you know, to minister to hurting and shattered parents, which God has given us the grace to do. And we're very blessed and honored mm-hmm, to, do. to do this. But it's it's it can be heavy. <laughs> and so we knew we, it couldn't be something where we were just kind of falling all over each other and no room to cook and that kind of stuff. So and I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I'm smiling because I have no problem with you falling all over me. <laughs> <laughs> so we spent two years looking at what we thought a smaller it's called a class c and so we thought we i mean we literally spent two years looking youtube videos stopping at rv places when Mm -hmm. we traveled floor plans i mean it was just we we knew we needed something but Mm -hmm. we just didn't have the finances yet and we just didn't have a green light from god yet but we we kind of had the idea of what we were looking for anyway and And we occasionally take a look at a class a to mm -hmm. see how dream what that life would be like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So one day I was, I believe it was in May 2018. So I was in my prayer room and I found myself writing and journaling. I, a lot of times I journal what I hear God speak to my heart. And I found myself writing that we needed to sell our house to our oldest son who was living with us at the time with his daughter. And, and he had talked about wanting to buy our house. (laughs) So I just found myself writing that we needed to sell our house and to get something and move into it full time. And my thought was, okay, God, how do I tell Dave this? And so... (laughs) So I took my journal upstairs and I read him what I had just written. Very sheepishly. And I had said that uh, God had been talking to me about the same thing, that this seemed to be the time Mm -hmm. to do something like this. If, If this was truly what God wanted us to do, this was the time to do it. Yeah, so we realized that if we were going to be living in it full time, that it would have to be a class A, which is more like your bus type motor home a lot bigger than dave wanted to drive (laughs) a lot bigger than what dave wanted to drive (laughs) and the interesting thing is that i will say not interesting the miraculous thing is that we had been looking for two years and once dave and i had this conversation that god had shared to both of us separately that it was time to sell our house and to do this ministry full-time on the road within 10 days we had this house that we're living in now this this motorhome that we call the hope mobile we call it the hope mobile (laughs) that's right and it was in chicago our 
our home base is in southern Wisconsin. And so it was within just a couple of hours of us. We went and looked at it, and the man who was selling it dropped the price when he found out what we wanted it for. And so it was it was a miraculous mm-hmm. price, a miraculous timing, everything about this. And happened to be the brand of Class A's that we always liked when we yes, looked. Yes, <laughs> when we did go into dreamland at the RV parks, it happened to be the exact same model that we had fallen in love with. If we ever get a Class A, <laughs> we would like it to be a Numar. And God bless us. 18 years old. It was in our price range. <laughs> it was in our price range. An old Numar. <laughs> and it's 38 feet long. And when mm-hmm. we pull the car with the dolly, it's 58 feet Dave is driving. And it's really strange to feel, I mean, it's like we're <laughs> driving our house. So that's why we're in Conroe, Texas, like Dave said at the beginning, at a campground, because we live in campgrounds now. It's just been an amazing thing what God has done. And because we do this full time and we're mobile, we can do even more than if we were still in Wisconsin in our brick and mortar house. We love to do meetups as we travel. We have a seasonal lot at a campground in Wisconsin because that's where most of our family still is, our kids and grandkids. And so we go back there for about six months of the year. They close the campground down. It's too cold. (laughs) They turn off the electricity, water, all that. And so we have to skedaddle to warmer places. And so we contact people. They contact us. And we make plans to minister in the warmer places over the winter. And right now we are on our way to hosting a retreat in Texas, which is why we're here in Texas right now. So one of the things that we do is our weekend retreats. And we like them. Uh, we'll rent a, a cabin out somewhere and have maybe three to six, eight couples at the most. We like to keep them small or parents. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not. They're not all necessarily couple retreats. Uh, this one in Texas happens to be. But someone, if you have a lot of parents in your area that have lost children, you've got a support group, you've got a radius that you know people would be interested in a weekend retreat, we're mobile. We can come to you. You don't Mm -hmm. have to go to a retreat. We will bring it to you. Just contact us through our email. Yeah, yeah. So um, all of this will be on our website. (laughs) Matter of fact, this particular retreat, we still have two rooms available. Okay. (laughs) And if finance is an issue, we have somebody who's helping sponsor some, too. So if you're interested, just contact us. So as we travel, we like to do meetups. A lot of times we'll meet up, I don't know, a Cracker Barrel or wherever. If we're traveling through, we let people in that area know where we're going to be with the Hope Mobile. And we love to just do coffee, supper, lunch, whatever's available, just to meet one-on-one with parents. That's something we really enjoy doing. So, yeah, we are very mobile. So that's part of what God has done for us is be able to travel and be where the parents are instead of having parents come to us or, you know, somewhere we can go to them. And one of the things that we do in with the Hope Mobile is that we have these in loving memory hearts and we have, what, 80 
81, 82, oh, eight. so we're up to 83 Memorial Hearts on the Hope Mobile, and that's a way that uh, it's kind of like your child can travel with us in a sense, mm-hmm. at least their memory can go with us. It's just a unique way to support the ministry of GPS Hope and helps put gas in the Hope Mobile because our, our house gets six miles per <laughs> gallon, so <Right. laughs> it's a thirsty house. <laughs> yeah, for a $100 tax-deductible sponsorship. Put the heart together with the name of their child and where that child's from. So you can look around, see all the different states and countries, countries that they're yeah. from. We actually have one from Singapore and one from Canada. And you can choose one of seven colors. So it's something that we just, we love having these hearts yep. on the Hope Mobile. And yeah. it is surprising how many people will go around and read and some of the read. names and where they're from. It's and We often will walk around when we see a name, we'll pray for the family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we do have a great big logo on the back. Hmm. And someone donated the finances for us to be able to put that logo back there. So it's a great big GPS Hope logo on the back of the motorhome. And I know something that I have told Dave for a while is I'm just waiting for the day when we're going down the road and we hear from somebody that I saw the Hope Mobile, <laughs> kind of like the Wiener Mobile. <laughs> but it's like I saw the Hope Mobile. And we had something. That happened on our way here. Yeah. It was it was crazy and it wasn't someone who knew about GPS Hope, but I got a message on Facebook and it said I just passed you guys on the I-10 in Pensacola. So we were leaving Florida, Florida heading to and... Texas. And uh, it said, your signage led me to search who you were. Just want to say we are praying for your ministry. Much love to your mission, Drive Safe. So mm-hmm. I, that was just so awesome. Yeah, it was neat. And need to know that they're not even when they're praying for this ministry, they're praying yes. for you. Yes. For you guys. So. Oh, yes. And that's, yeah, that's an awesome thing. So we do have other resources that we offer that you may not know about if you're just familiar with the podcast. So I just wanted to run through some of those real quick. I do send out a weekly word of hope as an email. And if you are interested in getting that, if you get it and you decide you don't want to get it anymore or is it, it isn't what you thought it would be, there's just an unsubscribe button at the bottom, so it's not like you're forever, <laughs> have to get it forever. But if you're interested in getting a weekly word of hope from me written out in an email, just go to gpshope.org slash go slash hope. And anything we talk about, if you scroll down in the show notes, wherever you're listening to this, whatever app, all these links will be in the show notes. So That's uh, the weekly word of hope. I also send out a a weekend nugget at this point. That is just a little something to help you go into your weekend. We do have a YouTube channel, and I pretty much put a a YouTube out there every week, a video. Mm -hmm. And so that, what I do is I like to answer emails that come into me, questions that you parents have. And so if there's a question you have you want me to answer, I will answer you personally email. But then a lot of these questions I will use uh, because if you're asking it, other parents are too. Mm -hmm. And so you can find that a YouTube channel, and that is... GPS Hope. Okay. 
Just go to youtube.com and slash GPS Hope. I believe that's all you have to do. And I think that's all you have to do. So, yeah, or just do a search for GPS Hope. Yeah, there's also a link to it on our website. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, like I said, I have the books that I've written, and I'm working on more books right now. One of them is a daily reflection book, a daily reading for bereaved parents. I'm working on that right now. We have an online self-help course that's based on the book that we talked about. It's called When Tragedy strikes rebuilding your life with hope and healing after the death of your child that's the one that I woke up in the middle of the night with that title when tragedy strikes and so I put together it's actually three separate courses Mm -hmm. uh, from that book that it will take you deeper than the book can take you so you can take a look at that and just go to gpshope.org slash WTS course will tell you about the three different courses and and a link on how to get there and they're very reasonable Priced. Very reasonably yeah. priced. So we have a few GPS Hope Share and Care groups. There are support groups, not very many, but we mm-hmm. do have some. There are six of them. And so those are on our website also. Yep. One in back home in Wisconsin. Then mm-hmm. we've got one in Ohio, Minnesota, Oregon, Florida, and Arizona. Okay. And a couple of those are, we Affiliates. call them affiliate yep. groups because they ha- they're their own group, but we just have like hearts. And so we're just very connected. And so mm-hmm. they're, they're affiliate groups. Also, my parents had me singing behind a microphone, my sister and I, from the time we could talk. <laughs> <laughs> and so music is just a, a very integral part of my life. It, I really was going to be major in music and education and be a music teacher. And my life took a different direction when it was time for college. And I didn't do that. But I I write songs. And after Becca died, the content of the songs changed. <laughs> and so I, I have been writing. God's been giving me songs about our kids and this walk, this journey that we're on. So when we go somewhere to speak, I will also sing. And people have been asking for a CD. (laughs) Yes. Do you have your songs on CD? And so a fellow Periver has a recording studio where she does her own, some of her own recording for worship. And so they are offering to help make a CD and that's in the works. And there's going to be a very special song on it. And Becca was a songwriter and a worshiper. Mm -hmm. And on the back of her tombstone is one of the songs she wrote, and it's called Before the Throne. It was her favorite song that she wrote. And so that's on the back of her tombstone, and I we are putting that song on the CD as well. So that'll be a very special addition to that. So that's us. That's GPS Hope. That's how we got started, kind of <laughs> until where we are now hope you were able to follow along and it wasn't uh, <laughs> boring. We didn't do quite the laughing and crying. I think we were able to calm down yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the time we were. And, and the cat's not, And the cat has settled down, now. although we did put a pause on while she decided to eat. I forgot to pick up her cat food. Before we start wrapping up this 100th episode, I do want to share a specific word of encouragement for you. Some of you may have heard me share this before, but I just felt like someone listening may need to hear this. And Ephesians 3.20 is a familiar verse to a lot of us. 
And it tells us that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or imagine according to the power that works in in us. And I used to love this verse because I could imagine a lot of good things. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of how we hear that verse from the Mm -hmm. pulpit or from teachings is that, you know, think, you know, imagine a lot and think of all the big things God can do. And then God's going to do even more than that, more than you can think or imagine. And we usually think of stuff. We think of money. We think of, you know, just worldly things, really, honestly, when we're honest. Bigger bigger ministries and, yeah, all that kind of stuff. It It was an exciting verse. But after Becca died, a lot of verses just have, I have to do a lot more deeper digging or all of a sudden there's just a a totally new meaning to them that I never saw before. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those verses because the Holy Spirit showed me one day how to see that verse in a totally different way. And it has become very precious to me. When we're in that place of suffocating darkness after the death of our child, we can't ever imagine coming out of the darkness. We can't imagine we can learn how to live a life of meaning and purpose without our child here. We cannot imagine living out the rest of our lives in so much pain, just living in a shell, wanting and waiting to die to go be with our child. But God can. God can imagine all of those things. God not only imagines all of that, but he can also do way above and beyond what we thought was possible in our lives. So for us, a lot of times we can only imagine darkness for the rest of our time here on earth, but he can do so much more than what we can imagine. He can bring light. He can bring hope. He can give us a life of meaning and purpose again. And that's not in spite of our child's death, but it's because of his or her life. And so I really wanted to share that with you today, that God can do beyond what you can imagine or think. So if you can't imagine ever having hope or light or purpose in your life ever again, ask God to make good on this verse for you because he will. He is. He's already is doing it. Make the hard decision to choose to trust him because it really comes down to trusting him with what's left of our lives, with the shattered pieces and He can take the shattered pieces of our heart and make us whole again, even within the brokenness. I know that may sound strange, but he can do it and he wants to. Maybe you're seeing the possibility of that already. You're starting to see some hope and you're starting to see some light. And after hearing Dave and I and and our story, maybe you're starting to see a little bit of hope there that maybe God can still do something in your life beyond the death of your child. Then ask him to keep continuing working in your life in a way that's beyond what you can ask or imagine after the death of your child. Because if God did it for us, He'll do it for you. Amen. So, for the last few episodes, we had been announcing that we were going to be giving away... It's time. (laughs) Is it time yet? Yes. We were going to be giving away a $100 Amazon gift card. Uh, We were just asking for a small donation and letting us know that you wanted to be entered into the drawing. And celebration of our 100th... Yes, a $100 Amazon gift card in celebration of our 100th episode. So, and the winner is... The winner is Vicki from Brunswick, Georgia. Woohoo! 
Yay! I'd like to thank all of you that sent in a, a donation. It's very, very appreciated. The ministry doesn't run by itself, so <laughs> mm-hmm. we appreciate your support and, and love in that. And so, Vicki, we will be contacting you. I just want to say a little bit more about what Dave was saying. If you are interested in keeping us on the road and you want to be a part of the support team to help GPS Hope continue providing support and resources, we would love to have you partner with us so that we can keep going. You can give a special gift or even become a monthly supporter by going to gpshope.org support. Or there may even be volunteer possibilities yes. if they're interested. Yes, we need help. <laughs> we're being stretched right now. So we're, we're also looking for people to join us as volunteers on the team. So if you have any skills you think you can offer, just get a hold of us. So let's go ahead and go to the birthday segment. Rowett Matthew was born on March 16th and is forever 23. Adam Block was born on March 16th and is forever 34. Tara Alawa Shizobi was born on March 17th and she is forever 7. Kyle Maroney was born on March 20th and is forever 23. Aaron Wright was born on March 20th and is forever 32. Joshua Aaron Smith was born on March 21st and is forever 21. We celebrate with these families the day that these six children came into the world. If you would like to have your child's birthday shared with our listeners, just go to gpshope.org birthdays, fill out the form and submit it, and I will announce him or her the week of their birthday. So like I said, all of the links, anything that we've talked about, you'll be able to find links to them in the show notes. Just scroll down below until you get to those. And you will also, if you go to our website, you will find out how to go on a cruise with us. It's a grief cruise, and GPS Hope is going to have a special track workshops for bereaved parents. So check that out on the website as well. To sum everything up today, GPS Hope is here to walk with grieving parents through the suffocating darkness of child loss, navigating them with God's love to a place of hope and light and purpose so they can become a grieving parent sharing hope. In other words, Dave and I want you to join us in becoming a grieving parent sharing hope. And we like to say that hope stands for hold on pain eases. There is hope.